Hello again, wrestling fans, and welcome to another edition of This Week in History. This is actually episode number 17, and we're going to be looking at the week of April 9th to April 15th. And uh, I want to thank you for joining us the last couple of weeks, because we've had a lot of WrestleMania's to go through, and whether you're watching us right now, 12 p.m. on Thursday, on YouTube or Facebook, Listen to us later on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or everywhere else you get your podcasts from. We want to thank you. Like, subscribe, share. Let's build this up. We are part of the Ontario Independent Wrestling Podcasting Network here in Ontario, Canada, and the Johnners Podcasting Network in the United Kingdom. A lot of uh, great podcasts between both uh, groups. I believe there's over 27 channels with the Johnners, and so there's a lot of different content and uh, styles that you can also uh, check out. So this week, as I said, we're going to be doing April uh, 9th to the 15th, and we are going to be a lot shorter probably today than the last couple of weeks because there's no WrestleManias um, multiple times happening uh, throughout the, uh, this segment of time. So uh, to be able to do that, we need to bring in the guy who piles all this uh, knowledge together by scouring the internet. And it's Jonesy in Niagara Falls. Jonesy, and how you know, are you tonight? You know, when I was a kid in, in grade school, I hated doing this crap. I really did. But if it was about wrestling, I know. I, I'm sure I would have done better in school. Wrestling or music? I'm like totally boom. I, give me a couple tune uh, notes, and boom, I know what song it is. You ask me older history of wrestling, you know. I'm on it, you know. It, I think I heard a lot of podcasts because, trust me, uh, during WrestleMania week, nine straight days of TV shows, and then I was also throwing in a lot of podcasts. And the funny thing is, a lot of them are the same way. They can remember from like WrestleMania one all the way up until maybe fourteen ish with everything without fail, and then later on it starts getting fuzzy because there's so much and so long and tossing everything around with belts but it's all the nostalgia stuff that you can remember just like back in your hand yeah i i can remember i'd say half of the 80s and most of the 90s uh once wcw left that's when i kind of started watching less I, I think or at least being less interested in in the product yeah, they didn't have the competition to uh, compete and keep them uh, motivated. But I, I, I do like what they're doing now, especially allowing, uh, with Jericho being on there, I'm hoping they allow other stars that have been in other promotions that, you know, worked for them at one point or another. I think it's just, that it, 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 it's a good sign that it's all about the network, man, and, and the better content you can get. As the better Khan calls it, it the forbidden door. Yeah. So we'll see uh, how long that holds up. But it's also a sign that maybe WD uh, finally doesn't figure uh, AEW as being actual competition, just another organization out there like uh, Impact and Ring of Honor and everything that they're willing to get footage from. But we're not talking about current stuff. We're talking about the past. So... Let's dive into it 
with April 9th. All right, uh, jumping in the time machine. Uh, 34 years ago, Jim Crockett Promotions purchases Bill Watts Universal Wrestling Federation. That was 34 yeah, years ago, long time ago. Yeah. Uh, if you listen to anything with uh, good old JR and uh, even his books, you read uh, those. He was actually instrumental in uh, negotiating that deal for uh, Cowboy Bill Watts to uh, sell to uh, the Crockett's and uh originally it was supposed to be what people thought was going to happen with wde and wcw and run as two separate entities and uh, in this case you would have had the jim crockett promotions and uwf and then you could have cross-branded them and did a super show and stuff like that and traded back and forth even though they were the same banner and they thought that was going to happen with wde and wcw and then they tried it with the brand split and it just didn't seem to work out. No, I think they got a better thing with NXT uh, doing it that way as far as having your own competition. Anyways, we're not talking about the future. We're talking about 20 years ago in Tokyo, Japan, uh, Kazuyuki Fujita uh, defeated Scott Norton to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. 16 years ago in Delaware, Petey Williams defeated Puma to win the East Coast Wrestling Association Super 8 Tournament. Other participants were Eric Matlock, uh, J.J. Perez, Tyson Dukes, Alex Shelley, Andrew Riker, and Rory Fox. 10 years ago... Ten years ago, Kurt Angle pleaded guilty to reckless driving from an incident on March 25th in Thompson, North Dakota. He'd get a whopping $475 fine and an unsupervised probation. Ten years ago in Philly, Adam Cole defeated Sammy Callahan to win the CZW Best of the Best tournament. Other participants included uh, Dezuk Sakimoto, Zack Sabre Jr., uh, Jake Christ, A.R. Fox, Brandon Gaston, Chuck Taylor, Kyle O'Reilly, and Johnny Gargano. That's quite the young pitcher I found of uh, Adam Cole uh, from mm. that win. Uh, considering what Adam Cole looks like now. like He's just a baby. Different. Yeah, with the baby face and the lack of uh, the facial hair on him. Totally different than the guy that was just headlining uh, TakeOver the other day. April 10th, 21 years ago, Eric Bischoff and Vince Russo returned to WCW on Nitro. Uh, they would add another nail to their coffin as they would reboot WCW by announcing all titles would be vacated and decided that that weekend spring stampede. Of course, that didn't sit uh, well with fans, and it would just get worse from there. Also on the show, Mike Awesome would make his debut, talking about getting worse. Then in itself is another story, as he was the current ECW champion. Uh, of course, there would be some hiccups and a lot of lawyers and contracts to sift through, but eventually they got that sorted out. Which we'll talk about in just a couple of minutes. Uh, yes. On this, but yeah, um, actually... I think it's two weeks ago, uh, 83 Weeks did cover 
uh, the lead up to uh, that uh, spring stampede. And with this whole bringing Eric and Vince in there and then the reset and he totally, we're going to talk about it in a moment, did not like Spring Stampede because with the reset, there was no stories to go into that uh, show. And yeah, just was not the greatest. I, I honestly, I, I don't get to this day why they did that. It would have been better if they just said, hey, Spring Stampede everyone's titles on the line like it should be in a pay-per-view i mean anyways 21 years ago on the smackdown taping in philly jeff hardy defeated triple h to win the wwf intercontinental championship 12 years ago tori wilson announces her retirement from wrestling and today would have been the 67th birthday of william alvin moody known as percival pringle the third but was best known to wrestling fans of course as paul bearer Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, April 11th, 57 years ago in Washington, D.C., Buddy Rogers is presented the WWF World Heavyweight Championship belt, making him the promotion's first champion. Rogers would win a kayfabe tournament as Vince McMahon Sr. and Joseph Toops Mont defected from the NWA. It would not last long as Rogers would drop the belt 22 days later in under a minute to Bruno Sammartino. And we see this happen throughout uh, um, history as far as these promotions. When they first get a champion, they do either a fake tournament or just, you know, something like that. And the guy who has the belt at the beginning loses it very shortly in uh, in Eastern Championship Wrestling. They did that. I think it was uh, Snuka was the first champion, but he only had it for a day or two. And it was like, well, your championship means nothing if your first guy doesn't hold it more than a couple of days. Yeah, and they even did that with uh, Rio de Janeiro uh, it, tournament that got the Intercontinental title uh, existing. Um, yes. Yeah. That didn't happen, but hey, Don Rio, Pat Patterson won the championship. Uh, 26 years ago in Texas, the Rock and Roll Express defeated Dick Murdoch and Randy Rhodes in the finals of a one-night tournament to win the NWA World Tag Team Championship. 24 years ago, over in Kauai, on, on Good Morning Kuwait, both Vader and The Undertaker are interviewed. Uh, the host asks if uh, wrestling is fake, and Vader grabs the host by the tie and flips a table and asks, does this look fake to you? Uh, Vader Leon White would be under house arrest after, uh, sorry, house arrest uh, for 10 days and pay a fine before returning to the States. I, I see that video, and honestly, I'm like, how did he even get charged? He grabbed the guy by the tie. That was it. You should have just well, been banned from the show. You got to remember what uh, country they were in. That's a lot different uh, things uh, over there than it is here in North America. Yeah, uh, and you look how their their world is over there, how much unsafer it is over there, and, and they can't take a guy grabbing them by the tie? I mean, God, they're used to people just walking around with fucking guns. And when someone wins something, a fight or whatever, everyone pulls out their guns. I mean, uh, to me, it just, it's, it, it's, it, of course, it's another country and there are yeah. a lot of rules just don't make sense. 
Anywho, 22 years ago, WCW presented Spring Stampede from Washington. Rey Mysterio Jr. defeated Kidman to retain the WCW World Cruiserweight Championship. Scott Steiner defeated Booker T to win the vacated WCW US belt. And Diamond Dallas Page defeated Hollywood Hogan, Ric Flair, and Sting in a fatal four-way match to win the WCW heavyweight belt. And Randy Savage was the special referee. Yeah, they really overloaded the uh, main event in that case. And a lot of people, um, as I said earlier, um, the 83 Weeks episode, thought that uh, DDP got it because he was uh, the neighbor of Eric Bischoff and stuff like that. And Eric admits that he was actually rougher on DDP for his career uh, instead of handing him things because he was his neighbor as opposed to how DDP actually worked his ass off from the bottom to improve. And thanks to even somebody like the Macho Man giving him a rub, made him look better and become better. And it might have come sooner had he not been Eric's neighbor compared to the fact that he was Eric's neighbor and had to uh, prove that it wasn't sort of a nepotism uh, best buddy type deal. Yeah, and uh, DDP, uh, he's a good... Uh, it's amazing to watch his career from back in the mid to early 90s. He was wrestling PN News on Clash of the Champions to only like five years later, Poofy's a champion. So, uh, yeah, with mismatched tights and cigars. And that, I honestly, and- that was my favorite look of DDP. The, the really greasy, slimy looking guy that thinks he's, he's like, like he's the best ever. And, uh, I, I thought, I thought that, uh, DDP personally was my favorite, uh, 20 years ago, actually 21 years ago at a SmackDown taping in, Philly, Perry Saturn defeated Crash Holly to win the WWF Hardcore Championship, only to lose it to Taz, only to lose it to Crash Holly. 20 years ago in Tokyo, Jen, uh, Jenner Shiro Tenru, at the time, the All Japan Wrestling Triple Crown Champion, uh, defeated Tayo Ki to win the champion, uh, champion Carnival Tournament. 11 years ago, Texas Stadium was demolished. It was the home of the Dallas Cowboys was no more. Uh, Texas Stadium was imploded in spectacular fashion. The stadium hosted world-class championship wrestling's parade of champions events, including Kerry Von Erich's 1994 NWA World Championship win over Ric Flair just three months following the death of Kerry's brother, David. From the ashes of Texas Stadium rose the home of WrestleMania 32, and A-N-T-A-T-N-T Stadium. And it's actually going to be the home of WrestleMania 38. Uh, oh, there you April. go. April. Uh, it's interesting with that one that they did have a date for it, but then all this past weekend, they've just said April. So I don't know if they're liking this two-day format or what's going to happen, but maybe they're just prepared to, in case they have to do a two-day format and or move it if- around because of things. If I have to guess what they're going to do is I'm going to guess that the Saturday will be more of an NXT WrestleMania. And then you'll have your big, huge WWF matches on the Sunday. I personally like the two days. I think it's a good format. 
um, especially with the fact that they're allowed less people in this stadium. Once things get much better, you can actually space out people better. So you're going to, you do have to rent the stadium maybe for another day, but maybe not because again, usually on the Saturdays, they had it ready by then and that's when they do all their practice. So it's, we're also talking about the state of Texas, which had a full stadium for a blue Jays and Rangers game. So anything's possible. Um, just, yeah, we'll have to see what happens uh, with that. Ten years ago on Raw, Adam Copeland, best known to wrestling fans as Edge, announces his retirement from professional wrestling due to the risk of paralysis or even death stemming from neck problems and numbness that led to a diagnosis of cervical spinal stenosis. Of course, he would return to in-ring action at Royal Rumble 2020. Also on the same show, Brie Bella defeated Eve Torres to win the WWE Divas Championship. Ten years ago, Alex Alex Wybro, best known to wrestling as Larry Sweeney, who managed Sweet and Sour Inc. in ROH and wrestled in Shakira, hung himself from a turnbuckle post at a wrestling school in Lake Charles, Louisiana. He was just 30 years old. Yikes. When I read that one, I was like, yikes. Yeah, pretty sad. Eight years ago on Impact Wrestling from Corpus Christi, Chavo Guerrero and Hernandez defeated Bobby Roode and Austin Aries 2-1 in a best-of-three falls match to win the TNA World Tag Belts. And seven years ago, the wedding bells would ring as Brian Danielson and Brianna Garcia, a.k.a. Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella, marrying a small wedding ceremony in Sedona, Arizona. Yeah, it was a uh, checked out pictures other than this one. And it was a very uh, outdoorsy nature, definitely Daniel Bryan inspired. Uh, Brian Danielson inspired uh, wedding. Um, honestly, I, I, I do like outdoor weddings. I, I've been to one outdoor wedding. I've been to many outdoor receptions, but one outdoor, actually I've been to two now, sorry, outdoor weddings. And they're actually quite nice because really, I'm sorry, unless you're in the wedding party, it's kind of boring. I'm sorry. It is. I, I'm not a one for weddings. But, it's all um, good. My wedding almost was an outdoor one, in this, but that didn't happen after all. But I will no. say that Dana Bryan probably got my favorite Bella of the two, and lucky guy. Yeah. April 12th. Oh, and of course, you know, his, his, uh, his father-in-law now is, of course, John Laronitis, pretty much. So that's yeah. even more of a bonus. Who would have figured that family would have been? Because you got the Bella... Before we jump, uh, since you brought that up, the Bella twins, who were uh, Diva Search models, nearly uh, one hooked up with uh, John Cena, and then that didn't happen. But Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson ends up in that family. And you just mentioned John Laronitis, who was a surfer dude, skateboarder, uh, with his uh, character. And of course, everybody remembers him as the uh, general manager. But He's also the brother of Road Warrior Animal. So imagine Road Warrior Animal by marriage somehow was the uncle to the Bella Twins. 
course, Animal has since passed this past year, but so rest in peace for him. But that whole family, you would never imagine that Road Warrior Animal, Laranitis at all would be related. I'm, I'm trying to think. It's very similar to um, Super Dave Osborne, and I can't remember the guy's name. He's famous. They're brothers, uh, and you wouldn't even know that they were. Uh, anyways, April uh, 12th, 41 years ago in Philly, the Wild Samoans, Afa and Sika, defeated Ivan Putsky and Tito Santana to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. And, 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 and heck, I didn't, I totally forgot that Ivan Putsky actually was, you know, someone at one time. 34 years ago, Michael Brett Atkinson, uh, best known to wrestling fans as Mike Von Eric, dies of suicide. At the time, he had some legal troubles and suffered from head injuries after an auto accident in which his vehicle overturned. At the time of his death, he was one-third of the world-class championship wrestling uh, six-man tag team champions with brother Kevin and Lance. And Lance was a kayfabe brother. Yeah. And, okay, that... Ivan Potsky. Uh, never mind. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of Ivan's son. Oh, Okay. Yeah. But uh, looking at this uh, that I have up here, I found the article in the uh, newspaper for uh, Louisville, and it doesn't look like at all that they put his real name. And that's quite interesting with the fact of like the kayfabe was kept to say that his name was Mike Von Eric instead of yeah. Mike Atchison. Um, and it's a shame what actually happened to that family, especially with all the brothers, um, except for one, doing away with themselves. Yeah. Uh, if you can just adjust your uh, headset, as I'm getting a little crackly on this side. All right. Uh, 27 years ago today, WWF taped the 400th episode of Wrestling Challenge from Rochester, New York. Lex Luger defeated Tony DeVito via submission. Jeff Jarrett defeated John Paul. The 123 Kid defeated Quang. Thurman Sparky Plug defeated PJ Walker. And IRS defeated Jason Hawkins uh, via submission. 24 years ago, at New Japan Pro Wrestling's Battle Formation 97, Riki Koshu and Kensuke Sasaki defeated Tatsumi Fujinami and Kengo Kimura to win the IWGP Tag Team Championship. 22 years ago on Raw is War from Detroit, the Godfather defeated Goldust to win the WWF IC belt. Also on that show, The Rock gets even with Stone Cold Steve Austin by kicking his candy ass and tossing Austin's smoking skull belt into the Detroit River. This was re revenge for Austin doing the same thing eh, about a year ago. Yeah. 18 years ago in Philly, B-Boy defeated Sonjay Dutt to win the 2003 ZZW Best of Best Tournament. Other participants included Ruckus, uh, who was replaced by Mark Briscoe due to injury in the first round, uh, Chris Cash, Trent, Trent Acid, Rick Blade, Tony Mamluk, uh, Lil Cholo, Derange, 
Jay Briscoe, Jimmy Rave, Jason Cross, and AJ Styles. 12 years ago today, Pro Wrestling Gorilla presented 100 from California. This was their 100th show. Uh, they saw the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, defeat the Cutler Brothers to retain the PWG World Tag Team Championship. Brian, Brian Danielson defeated Kenny Omega via submission. Joey Ryan defeated Paul London. And Chris Hero defeated Colt Cabana to retain the PWG World Championship. Seven years ago, at a Raw taping in Cardiff, uh, Eve Torres defeated Maurice to win the WWE Divas Championship. I never liked that belt. Yeah, well, the New Japan uh, uh, world title now looks uh, like a moth version of uh, this. If you see their new title that they've put out, like, was it inspired by the old butterfly belt? Could have been. And just let you know, you're just uh, popping a little bit. Uh, Ten years ago, at a SmackDown taping, Edge announces his retirement the day after WrestleMania 27. That would lead to a 20-man battle royal that would decide who would face the number one contender for the belt. Uh, Christian last eliminated Jack Swagger for the right to challenge Alberto Del Rio for the vacated World Heavyweight Championship at Extreme Rules. Nine years ago in New Jersey, Alex Colon defeated A.R. Fox to win the ZZW Best of the Best 2012 tournament. Other participants included Jonathan Gresham, Biff Busick, uh, Caleb, uh, sorry, Saleb, uh, Conley, Tony End, Alex Reynolds, Shane Hollister, Rick Swan, Shane Strickland, Shiva Kid, and Yuha Nation. Who is now known as Apollo Crews. Oh, there you go. Fantastic. Five years ago, Jonathan Reckner, best known wrestling fans as Balls Mahoney, dies of a heart attack in his hometown of Spring Lakes Heights, New Jersey. He was 44. Born, yeah, born April 11th, 1972, Reckner began his career at just 15 years old as Abdullah Singh for World Wrestling Council. He would find success as Boo Bradley Jr., which was the younger brother of the character from To Kill a Mockingbird. Uh, he would team with Chris Candido, but after months of abuse in the murder of his cat by Candido and Tammy Cinch, uh, he would befriend Cactus Jack, and the two would have a long-standing rivalry with Candido and Cinch. Uh, during his time in SMW, he was the Beat the Champ television champion twice. In late 1995, Reckner would have a second go with the WWF as Santa Claus, which, well, didn't work out. Oh, there he is. Uh, in 1997, Reckner would join ECW under the name Balls Mahoney. After, oh, sorry, always with a chair in hand and entering the ring to ACDC's Big Balls. Uh, he would join forces with Axel Rotten as the hardcore chair swinging freaks. The duo feuded with the Dudley Boys, but would never win the tag titles together. He would hold the tag titles for six days with Masato Tanaka and a couple times with Spike Dudley. Reckner would tour the indie scene post-ECW, enjoy ECW alumni at One Night Stand, and again with the relaunch of ECW. After WWE ECW, he would wrestle for Juggalo Championship Wrestling, Ring of Honor, TNA, and Jersey All-Pro Wrestling most notably. 
His final match took place at Death Proof Fight Club in December 2015 uh, when he defeated Shemu in a flaming tables match. On April 12, 2016, just a day after his 41st birthday, Reckner suffered a heart attack in his home in Spring Lakes Heights, New Jersey. It was reported by the Boston Globe that Reckner suffered the effects of chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Oh boy, encephalopathy. My tongue doesn't uh, work well. I actually do have a little bit of a speech impediment. Uh, anyways, uh, CTE for short. Uh, his uh, former partner, Axel Rotten, following his death, also showed signs of the disease following his death. He is survived by his wife and his son, Christopher, whom they named after his best friend, Chris Candido. April 13th, 31 years ago, All Japan Pro Wrestling and the WWF presented the U.S.-Japan Wrestling Summit from the Tokyo Dome. Jusin Thunder Liger defeated Akira Nagomi, uh, Tiger Mask, and Bret Hart fought to a 20-minute draw. The Greek Kabuki defeated Greg Valentine. Generusho uh, Tenru defeated Macho Man Randy Savage. And Andre the Giant and Giant Baba defeated Demolition, Axe, and Smash. And the main event was Hogan defeating Stan Hansen. 27 years ago in St. Paul, Minnesota, Jesse Ventura is awarded nearly 810,000 in videotape and merchandising royalties after Minnesota State Court found the WWF liable for fraud and misappropriation of publicity rights. Uh, this all stemmed from compensation that other wrestlers and celebrities received for WWF video releases. Ventura believed he too deserved compensation, which the court agreed with him. The case Ventura vs. Titan Sports was an important case in regards to restitution law. Yeah, surprisingly, nothing's come up with the whole uh, thing, and, uh, especially with the network. Like, uh, talent used to get off of uh, DVDs, and you really don't see many DVDs anymore like they used to. And it's network and they really don't get anything off uh, that so how they get around it who knows but they haven't been sued like Jesse did yeah it's, it's, it's interesting there's a lot of stuff on YouTube you can hear him talking about uh, that and how it all played out and uh, it's hilarious because the body tried to get a union into WWF years ago and Vince McMahon yelled at it yelled at him for it and and um jesse basically said i'm not worried about it i got my own union now because he was with the um hollywood uh film board or whatever the hell it is down there and uh so he had his own union and he basically said that if those fools won't go for a union then yeah jesse lighted it out of you know how it should be done but people didn't follow him 24 years ago, ECW makes its pay-per-view uh, debut with Barely Legal. The pay-per-view outlets would uh, request an advanced script and no excessive bleeding, among other stipulations. This was due to the mass transit incident six months earlier. Uh, mass transit was a young wannabe wrestler who lied about his age and who trained him. He was pitted in a tag match with Devon Dudley against New Jack and Mustafa of the Gangsters. And the fact that 
you know, he obviously didn't know what kind of guy that New Jack could be uh, in a ring. And yikes, I'm sorry. Uh, I would, if I was in a match with New Jack, I wouldn't be saying, hey, man, blade me, blade me. I'd be like, oh, God, please don't blade me. I'd rather take, like, you throwing yourself from, like, a balcony than, than using knives. Yeah, I think on uh, that, that card, was sorry, the, go uh, ahead. I think that was covered on the uh, Dark Side of the Ring episode of uh, New Jack. And yeah, it's quite the uh, story uh, if you ever uh, check out the mass transit issue. Yes, it's it's an interesting story. Uh, the Eliminators, Perry Saturn and John Kronos defeated the Dudley Boys to win the ECW Tag Team Championship. Shane Douglas defeated Pitbull 2 to retain the ECW World Television Championship. Taz defeated Sabu by submission. Terry Funk defeated the Sandman and Stevie Richards in a three-way dance to earn an ECW World Heavyweight Championship match, in which Terry Funk defeated Raven to win the ECW World Heavyweight belt. 21 years ago in Indianapolis, Taz defeated Mike Awesome via submission in just 75 seconds to win the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, this was a surprise to many as Mike Awesome jumped to WCW while still ECW champ. A deal would be struck for Awesome to face against WWF signed wrestler Taz. This was believed to be the only time a contracted WCW actually wrestled um, and faced a contracted WWF wrestler for the ECW belt on TV. Uh, Taz would only hold the title for nine days, losing it to Tommy Dreamer at Cyber Slam 2000 only to lose it less than a half hour later to just incredible. I will say out of, uh, from 90 to uh, early 2000, that was probably the biggest, to me, the biggest crossover that actually happened. Uh, that was kind of neat. Yeah, huge story in that uh, regards, because as uh, you pointed out, it was three different companies uh, basically involved because it was one company's title, being defended by another company's uh, employee and challenged by a different uh, employee from a different company. And how it all worked out is just kind of weird, but they uh, all agreed to at least do it because uh, WD had their working relationship with Heyman because they were actually uh, floating ECW. And uh, I'm imagining so that WCW did not get sued over the issue they agreed to uh, have that match. And yeah, just not what you'd really wrap your mind around uh, ever seeing ever again. 19 years ago, World Wrestling All-Stars presented Eruption from the Rod Laver Arena in Melbourne, Australia. Uh, Tio defeated Puppet the Psycho Dwarf in a midget hardcore match. Man, I wish I could see that. Uh, AJ Styles defeated Jerry Lynn to win the WWA International Cruiserweight Championship. Sabu defeated Devon Storm in a steel cage match. And Scott Steiner defeated Nathan Jones by submission to win the WWA World Heavyweight Championship. And Sid Vicious was the special enforcer. 19 years ago in Tokyo, Jinroshiro Tenru defeated... Toshaki Kawada to win the vacated All Japan Pro Wrestling Triple Crown Championship. 
14 years ago in Osaka, Japan, Yuji Nagata defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship and ending Tanahashi's title reign at 270 days. 13 years ago, TNA presented Lockdown 2008, where every match was contested in a steel cage. Some of the matches on that card was Gail Kim and ODB defeated Awesome Kong and Rasha Saeed. Team Cage, Christian Cage, Kevin Nash, Rhino, Sting, and Matt Morgan defeated Team Tonko, consisting of, of course, Tonko, AJ Styles, Teams 3D, and James Storm in a lethal lockdown match. And the main event saw Samoa Joe defeat Kurt Angle to win the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Twelve years ago, WWE presented the 2009 WWE Draft. John Cena defeated Jack Swagger to win two draft picks for Raw. Edge defeated Carlito, Chavo Guerrero, Finley, JTG, Mark Henry, Mike Knox, Mon, uh, MVP, Par Paul Birchhill, Primo, R-Truth, Ricky Ortiz, Shad, The Big Show, and Tyson Kidd in a 15-man battle royal to win two draft picks for SmackDown. Matt Hardy defeated CM Punk by DQ, and Batista, Shane, and Triple H defeated Legacy, Cody Rhodes, and Ted DiBiase. The big moves of the night uh, were going to Raw, MVP, Big Slow, and Triple H, and going the other way to SmackDown were CM Punk, Kane, and Jericho. Yeah, I don't mind sometimes when the draft actually looks good and makes sense, because uh, sometimes, you know, they need to shake it up. But the downside to what they uh, end up doing with these drafts is ignoring it later on when on a random Raw, a SmackDown guy can show up and you're just like, oh, okay. And they just don't really have an excuse or they come up with a lame thing of some random uh, wild card night that somebody can do that. It's like, no, it doesn't make it special. If you keep these guys away from each other as much as possible and they only cross paths every once in a while, uh, unfortunately right now as a pay-per-view, uh, they would end up uh, seeing each other. Then, you know, it is special when they are drafted and you go, oh, this dream match type deal. And you hold somebody off for a year from being able to cross paths. That's when uh, the worth is there. But when it doesn't make any sense, kind of loses the uh, flavor of it. But I'd love to see it uh, happen where, uh, especially if you get a good storyline, having uh, two people only cross paths at a pay-per-view every once in a while, you see a just a little hint and sprinkle here and there of, oh, they just passed each other or you know, uh, interrupted each other or something, or this one's watching that one. And they can't touch each other because they're on different brands. But then all of a sudden, whoosh, they uh, merge happens or they the trade happens that, that one person goes to the other side. And now the possibility of them facing each other is uh, doable. Then you've got your dream match uh, scenario. But right now, there is no dream matches, really. No. Uh, I think there's dream matches, but... Uh... Not with wrestlers that are signed by WWE. 
80 years ago in LA, Ed Strangler Lewis defeated Ed Don George to win the World Heavyweight Championship. And we're on April 14th. I can't remember if I even said that. 38 years ago, the, Gi- the Japan Pro Wrestling Alliance shuts down. This comes shortly after their two top stars, Giant Baba and Antonio Noki, left to form their own companies and took many of the JWA wrestlers with them. Uh, these two companies, All Japan Pro Wrestling and New Japan Pro Wrestling. 32 years ago, Jerry Lawler defeated Kerry Von Eric to win the WCWA Unified World Heavyweight Championship. 11 days later, that belt would be unified with the AWA World Belt with Lawler again defeating Kerry Von Eric. And as you see, Jerry with all three titles. Oh, yeah. That was from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. I always like uh, their logo. Uh, 28 years ago, WCW makes its debut in New York City at the Paramount Theater in Madison Square Gardens. Uh, This was a big deal. Uh, Van Hammer defeated Benny Vegas. The Hollywood Blonde, Steve Austin, and Brian Pillman defeated Marcus Alexander Bagwell and Two Cold Scorpio to retain the NWA WCW World Tag Team Championship. Rick Rude defeated Cactus Jack and Sting defeated Big Van Vader by disqualification in a WCW World Heavyweight Championship match. Flipping, oh, sorry, 17 years ago, at a NWA TNA weekly pay-per-view taping in Nashville, Apollo and D'Lo Brown defeated Kid Gash in Dallas by international disqualification, to, sorry, by intentional disqualification to win the NWA World Tag Team Championship. 13 years ago on Raw from England, Mickey James defeated Beth Phoenix to win the WWE Women's Championship for a fourth time. And 13 years ago at a TNA Impact taping at Universal Orlando, Kaz and Super Eric win the TNA tag belts. But after Super Eric refused to take off his mask, even though Kaz and Eric Young earned a title shot, Kim, Jim Cornette strips them of the titles, holding them up until the sacrifice pay-per-view. On the same show, Petey Williams cashes in his Feast or uh, Fried briefcase and defeated Jay Lethal to win the TNA X Division Championship. Eleven years ago, Eugene Nicholas Kanitsky, a.k.a. Gene Kanitsky, uh, died of cancer in a long-term care facility in Blaine, Washington, he was 81 years old. Gene was one of six children of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, Alderman Julia Kaniski. Uh, Gene would excel in sports in high school and would be invited to the Edmund- Edmonton Eskimos camp along with Al Ordning Or-, 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 Or and Stu Hart. He would earn a scholarship to the University of Arizona and would get into professional wrestling at the same time. He would be trained by Dory Funk Jr. and Tony Morelli and made his pro wrestling debut on February 13th, 1952, less than a month removed from college. He would suffer a torn kneecap and would eventually retire from football to concentrate on wrestling full-time. He would have great success in NWA, AWA, winning many championships and was considered one of Canada's best athletes. He would even win the AWA world title and tag titles on the same day. 
Kanitsky was inducted as an inaugural member of the World Observer Newsletter uh, Hall of Fame in 1996. In 2004, he was inducted into the professional wing of the National Wrestling Hall of Fame. In 2007, he was inducted into the St. Louis Wrestling Hall of Fame and inducted into the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame in 2008. Yeah, oddly enough, you didn't mention a uh, WWE a Hall of Fame induction, so uh, it's probably coming eventually. He is in there, or if he'll end up getting one of the legacy uh, awards, because I feel the legacy award has uh, been uh, created for those who didn't really work in WWE, but had a significant impact in the world of wrestling. Yeah, and, and actually, I, I I do like the legacy because the one guy that went in, it was either this year or last or last year, but of course this year, um, I. Maybe it was Wolf was the last name, but anyways, he he was a jobber um, in WWF and I think WCW as well. But he did have a career outside of all that, and that's where you know, you look at someone like Tom Zink. He had a somewhat of a career in WWF, but then after that, and that's actually in either next week's or the week after that, the whole thing on on him. So, 10 years ago, Simi Callahan defeated A.R. Fox to win the 2011 CZW Best of the Best Tournament. Other participants were Drake Younger, Trent Stephen, M.K. McKinnon, Chuck Taylor, Johnny Gargano, Samurai Del Sol, Lince Dorito, LCH, Alex Colon, Willie Mack, and Greg Excellent. Eight years ago, Fandango's theme, Cha La La, comes in at number 44 on the UK singles chart. Uh, this is not the first time a WWE song would make the charts in the UK. Have a saw Jim Dungan's single from 93 WrestleMania album hit number 71 in 93, and WWF superstar Slam Jam would hit number four on the UK charts in 92. I, I UK, what's going on there? That 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 I can understand cha la la, you know, that's kind of you know, when you drive in your car or walk in, that's a nice song, but that hacksaw song, oh my god, how did that even make it on the charts there? I just don't understand at all. No clue. I looked it up and it's true. Uh, it's a happy 27th birthday to Bin Wang, a.k.a. Tian Bing, known as one of the first Chinese-born wrestlers to sign with WWE. He made his television debut in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic in October of 2017 and competed in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal at WrestleMania 33. His first main roster bout, uh, he would leave the WWE in 2008. And it's a happy 80th birthday for Peter Edward Rose, uh, a.k.a. Kane's bitch, Pete Rose. April 15th, 30 years ago, WWF tapes the 29th and final edition of Saturday Night's main event on NBC until 2006. The Ultimate Warrior defeated Sergeant Slaughter by DQ. Ted DiBiase and Bret Hart fought to a double countout. And Mr. Perfect last eliminated Greg Valentine to win the 20-man Battle Royal. 26 years ago, ECW presented Hostile City Showdown from ECW Arena in Philly. 
Uh, on the card, Axel Rotten defeated Ian Rotten in a barbed wire baseball bat match. Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko fought to a 30-minute time limit draw for the ECW TV belt. The same man defeated Shane Douglas to win the ECW Heavyweight Championship. The match would end with the help of woman turning on Douglas. Douglas would put on a raw t-shirt and leave through the crowd on his way to a disappointing run in WWF. 911 defeated Ron Simmons and Cactus Jack defeated Terry Funk. 25 years ago, Brian Pillman fell asleep at the wheel and hit a tree trunk. His Hummer H1 would flip and cause severe damage to his ankle. Doctors would fuse his ankle in a locked position and two months later would become the first man to sign a guaranteed deal with the WWE. Yeah, um, 26, I believe it is, is the uh, premiere of uh, Dark Side of the Ring uh, Season 3. Uh, you'll be here in Crave in Canada and Vice uh, in the United States. I'm not sure where else, uh, what broadcasters are everywhere else, but uh, check your listings. But May 6th is season premiere of uh, Season 3. And it's uh, starting off with a two-hour Pillman uh, episode. Wow. Hey, man, I'm telling you, Pillman, uh, he was pretty good. And uh, it's it's neat the fact that he his body was not in the best of shape when he was a wrestler. And one of his legs was shorter than the other. So <laughs> and then it's, rough um, and it, it's just amazing that the injuries that he had, that he was still able to do what he did. Yeah, well, I was going to say his raspy voice because of all the surgeries on his uh, throat uh, throughout the years. Uh, yes. Going from a Cincinnati Bengal uh, football player to everything they did in wrestling. Uh, started off as a fly high flyer, did the uh, whole uh, thing with uh, Austin and uh, the Hollywood Blondes, got too hot to uh, be kept together, became a horseman for a while, then went to WWE. And uh, continued his uh, feud with Austin. Steve still wears a necklace that honors uh, his friendship with Brian. And it was an unlikely friendship uh, between the two because they were just thrown together. But then decided to start dressing alike for being a legit tag team since they were put together. And as said, all these years later, he's still wearing that necklace. Mm -hmm. it, uh, there's a lot of friendships that uh, bonded over wrestling or in wrestling, and um, it's a neat thing to see. 19 years ago on Raw, Raven defeated Bubba Ray Dudley to win the WWF Hardcore Championship, only to lose the Tommy Dreamer. Then he lost it to Stevie Richards, and then Richards lost it to Bubba Ray Dudley. 14 years ago, TNA presented Lockdown, where every match is in a steel cage. Chris Saban defeated Alex Shelley, Jay Lethal, Shark Boy, and Sanjay Dutt in an elimination match to retain the TNA X Division Championship. Uh, Senshi defeated Austin Starr, and Bob Backlund was the special referee. James Storm defeated Chris Harris in a blindfold match. Team 3D, Brother Devon, and Brother Ray defeated the Latin American Exchange, Hernandez and Homicide, in an electrified steel cage match to win the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. And Team Angle, Jeff Jarrett, Kurt Angle, Rhino, Samoa Joe, and Stink defeated Team Cage, Abyss, AJ Styles, Christian Cage, Scott Steiner, and Tomko in a lethal lockdown match. 
Harley Race was the special enforcer. Uh, Stink would get the pin, earned a NWA World Heavyweight Championship match at Sacrifice. Seven years ago, TNA presented Lockdown. Team Garrett Bischoff, AJ Styles, Austin Aries, Garrett Bischoff, Mr. Anderson, and RVD defeated Team Eric Bischoff, consisting of Bully, Bully Ray, Christopher Daniels, Eric Bischoff, Gunner, and Kazarian. And that was in a lethal lockdown match. With the loss, Eric Bischoff was banished from TNA. Eric Young and ODB defeated Rosita and Sarita to retain the TNA Knockouts Tag Team Championship. And Bobby Roode defeated James Storm to retain the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. And end it all, it's a happy 43rd birthday to Daniel Healy Sowold Jr., a.k.a. Austin Aries. Aries is a TNA Triple Crown Champion, a two-time ROH World Champion, and an ROH World Tag Team Champion. And that is it for this week. Uh, as always, This Week in Wrestling is compiled from the vast land of Google, Wikipedia, CagesideSeats.com, and most importantly, from fans and journalists that had front row seats to history and happened to write it all down. There you go. Well, thank you for taking us through that trip. Uh, you said you are going to send me the uh, next uh, one or two uh, weeks ahead so I can uh, see what's going on with that and be ready for our next couple of weeks of uh, this week in history, as it usually happens, Thursdays at noon uh, on YouTube and Facebook and anywhere else you get your podcast from Stitcher, Spotify, Art Radio, and uh, yeah, so many different things. We're part of the Ontario Indie uh, Podcast Network and the Johnners Podcast Network. And of course, we are uh, assisted with the help of CoolBet, who is also presenting our. Uh, Scumbags uh, Predictions League, and we just had our first uh, event this past weekend uh, during uh, WrestleMania, but there's still time for people to get involved and have a chance all year long to earn points for this championship belt. So, sponsored by CoolBet, as you see, and made by Undisputed uh, Belts. So, that is, guys, go to our website, scumbagswrestling.ca. To find out how you can be a part of it and um, catch our other shows, including Fantasy Warfare Tournament and the Scumbags Podcast every Thursday at 8 p.m. Um, that's pretty much what I have to uh, plug. Anything else you want to add, uh, Chris? No, no. Um, I'm moving, so my studio will look different. <laughs> Meeting, I'll be in a different room. <laughs> it's all good. There's a nice um, closet in the new space. If the wife lets me, I want to completely do it in in um, uh, sound tile, and uh, that way be able to hear a lot more clear and all that other fun stuff. Well, we'll look forward to seeing what the new digs look like as uh, the progression of moving happens. Uh, so, yeah, I just want to thank everybody for being a part of this and uh, tune in later on tonight. For the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast, we're going to look at uh, what happened at WrestleMania and the fallout uh, with any news uh, leading to the next pay-per-views that are coming up for not only uh, Impact Wrestling, but also uh, WrestleMania Backlash. So we'll uh, see you later on tonight. Have a good one.